come to Shiloh 2009, what name God calls it is the name it must answer. That means whatever may have been lost in your life, it's time to get them back. Now let's go over to the text for this prophetic gathering. Please be reminded, Shiloh is a prophetic word feast. Everybody's encounter comes principally by the word. So set yourself for a word in season that holds the answer to your questions. Set yourself for a word in season that holds the answer to the questions of your life. 1 Samuel chapter 30. And that's where we're picking the text from. And verse 1. And it came to pass when David and his men were come to Ziglag on the third day that the Amalekites had invaded the south and Ziglag and smitten Ziglag and burned it with fire and had taken the women captives that were therein. They slew not any, either great or small, but carried them away and went on their way. So David and his men, verse 3, came to the city, and behold, it was born with fire, and their wives and their sons and their daughters were taken captives. Then David and the people that were with him lifted up their voice and wept until they had no more power to weep. Some fellows here may have been weeping over certain issues until they have lost the power to weep. That was David. And David's two wives were taken captives. Ahinom, the, Je the Nazarite, and Abigail, the wife of Nabal, the Carmelite. And David was greatly distressed for the people spake of stoning him because the soul of all the people was grieved every man for his sons and for his daughters. But David encouraged himself in the Lord his God. And verse 7, And David said to Abiathar, the priest, Abimelech's son, I pray thee, bring me thither the ephod. And Abiathar brought thither the ephod to David. And David inquired of the Lord, saying, Shall I pursue after the truth? Shall I overtake them? And he answered him. Everybody now read it. Pursue, for thou shalt surely overtake them, and without fail recover all. Now, come on now. Let's go one more time. The whole of us eight. And David inquired at the Lord, saying, Shall I pursue after this troop? Shall I overtake them? And he answered him, Pursue, for thou shalt surely overtake them and without fail recover. What I said to you, I said to all. Whatever the enemy may have stolen from you, God is saying, 
pursue. For thou shalt surely overtake them and without fail recover all. Say with me, I shall pursue. And I will surely overtake until I recover all. Whatever is missing in your life, the hour has finally come. I said your hour of restoration has finally come. And in verse 18, and David recovered all that the Amalekites had carried away. And David rescued his two wives. And there was nothing lacking to them. Neither small nor great. Neither sons nor daughters. Neither spoiled nor anything that they had taken to them. David recovered all. Now verse 20. And David took all the flocks and the herds which they drove before those other cattle and said, this is David's spoil. At the end of Shiloh, 2009, you will have more than enough to show. 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 From Joshua chapter 18 and verse 1 to 3. We all know that we have 12 tribes in Israel. But the Bible says that there were seven tribes that were yet to receive their inheritance. Seven out of 12. Seven out of 12 were yet to receive their inheritance. Seven out of 12. Joshua chapter 18. Whatever has been standing between you and your inheritance, God is clearing them on your way this time. And the whole congregation of the children of Israel assembled together at Shiloh and set up the tabernacle of the congregation there and the land was subdued before them. And there remained among the children of Israel seven tribes which had not yet received their inheritance. And Joshua said unto the children of Israel, How long are ye slack to go in to possess the land with the Lord thy God, the God of thy fathers, has given you? How long are you going to slack behind to get it? Whatever has been holding you back from possessing your possessions, from assessing your inheritance, by the light of God's word, they are clearing off the way for you. Can I hear your loudest amen? Let me hear your loudest amen. If you don't know what to be, you may not know what to look for. If you don't know what the things are, you won't know what to look for for restoration. 
What are the things that belong to me? Then I can tell which of them I cannot see. The gospel of Christ is a gospel of blessings. Paul said, I will come to you in the fullness of the blessing of the gospel. Romans 15 verse 29. What are these blessings? We read in Revelation chapter 5 verse 12 that Christ died and by his death has obtained for us a sevenfold blessing. And that includes power, riches, wisdom, strength, honor, glory, and blessings. Christ obtained for us in redemption seven classified blessings. Power, riches, wisdom, strength, honor, glory, and blessings. That means your life is expected to be manifesting these virtues as a lifestyle. Power to make you rule in the midst of your enemies. That's the only language the enemy understands. The Lord shall send the rod of his strength out of Zion. Rule thou in the midst of the enemies. Thy people shall be willing in the day of thy power. Psalm 110, verse 1 to 3. Power is to make you rule in the midst of your enemies and make you accomplish feats in spite of your enemy. After Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit, the Bible said he has done all things well. Power, the ability to get things done. Supernatural power is the ability to accomplish supernatural feats. Things that cannot be explained. Riches. Jesus died to enrich us. You know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, even though he was rich, yet for your sake and my sake he became poor, that we through his poverty might be made rich. 2 Corinthians 8, 9. And then of course, wisdom. We have the mind of Christ. Strength. We have been bought with a price so we can glorify God in our body and our spirit, which are the Lord. He took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses. By his strength, we were healed. Strength. And honor connotes integrity.
As a honorable man in the city, whatever he says comes to pass. Honor connotes integrity. The nature of sin was destroyed by him so we can reflect his glory on the earth. And then glory is to rescue you from every form of shame in your pursuit. And blessings is to keep you away from every sorrow. The blessings of the Lord, they make rich and they add no sorrow to it. Every issue of sorrow that follow you to Shiloh will never, never, never return back home with you. Every issue of shame that follow you down to Shiloh will never, never, never return back with you. This is so important, God's people, to know that these virtues are your rights in redemption. And God's plan and purpose on this mountain is to restore them fully back to you. And I see them restored. I see them restored. I see them restored. And all these virtues have the characteristic of growth. They are not static virtues. They are, they, are, they are organic virtues. They grow. They grow. You can grow in power, grow in riches, grow in wisdom, grow in strength, growth in honor. The path of a just man is as a shining light and it shines more and more and more onto the perfect day. So no matter where you may have been in these areas, God is taking you to the next level here. Somebody believes that, let me hear your loudest amen. Let me hear your loudest amen. So I want you to beware of the laudation syndrome. They say we are rich and we have need for nothing. Not knowing that they are blind and wretched and naked. Revelation chapter 3 verse 17. No matter where you are today, it is only a stepping stone to the things that lie ahead of you. So everybody at Shiloh is changing level by the Spirit of the Lord. You believe that? Let me hear your loudest amen. You say, as, as we behold him as in a glass, we are changed from glory to glory, from glory to glory, from glory to glory, as by the Spirit of the Lord. We are changed from glory to glory. Somebody's changing level here right now. Even though these blessings are yours and mine, we have to fight our way into this inheritance. The Bible said, I've given you Sion, the Amorite king of Ishmael, and his land. Now begin to possess it and contend with them in battle. Deuteronomy chapter 2 and verse 24. I have given you, but the opposition won't give up. Now begin to contend with them, begin to possess it and contend with them in battle. He said, fight the good fight of faith. First Timothy 6, 12. 
so you can lay hold on eternal life. We are unto ye also appointed. It is appointed to you, but it will take a fight of faith to take delivery of it. Whatever the enemy has robbed you of, I see you taking gallant delivery of them right now. The Bible says from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of God suffers violence, and the violent take it their portion by force. Your portion never drops on your laps. You take delivery by force. Somebody's taking delivery of his own right now. Matthew chapter 11 and verse 12. You take delivery by force. He said, the laws and the prophets want to jump but from that time the kingdom of God is preached and every man presses. Luke 16, 16. Every man presses into it. Every man. Your portion requires that you press into it or you never get it. That woman knew that if she could touch the hem of his garment, it would be healed. So she went in her weakness and pressed through the crowd until she got it. When Bartimaeus was caught, he called thee. The Bible said he threw off his garment and ran through the crowd. A blind man. He never missed his target. That's why the Bible said, Woe unto them that at ease in Zion. Many people just sit and waiting for things to happen. That's why not, things are not happening with them. I believe it's time to be awake. He said, Awake thou that sleepest and arise from the dead and Christ shall give thee light. It's time to get up. This is one event in your life that must make a difference. Somebody believes that, let me hear your loudest, amen. You believe that, let me hear your loudest, amen. You believe that, let me hear your loudest, amen. God has better things in stock for you than you are already in touch with. All you need is to come awake and understand where you are. It's only a stepping stone to where you are going. Listen to this. Having your problem solved is not your ultimate. Becoming a solution is God's plan for you. Having solutions to your problem is not your ultimate but becoming a solution to the problems of the world around you is God's plan. My Bible says, talking to Abraham, and in thy seed shall all the families of the earth be blessed. Every seed of Abraham is a blessing to the families of the earth. Every seed of Abraham is a man of global repute. Every seed of Abraham is a blessing to the world and not a burden. And if I say, if you be Christ, then you are Abraham's seed. And he has according to the promise. Galatians chapter 3 verse 29. Say with me, I'm a seed of Abraham. I'm a solution bearer to my generation. I'm a solution bearer to my generation. 
having a solution to my problem is not the ultimate of God's plan. But becoming a solution to my generation is God's plan for me. I must change level at Shiloh 2009. I must change level at Shiloh 2009. I'm changing level at Shiloh 2009. Hear me tonight before we go on tonight that all blessings in the kingdom are in spiritual entities. All blessings. So only spiritual men can assess them. Hear me well. Ephesians 1.3 He said God has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. Blessed be the God and of our Father Lord Jesus, of our Father Lord the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. Every blessing in the kingdom is in spiritual entities. In 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 3, according to his divine power, he has given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness through the knowledge of him who has called us unto glory and virtue according to his divine power he has given us all things in spiritual entities all things so it takes a spiritual man to assess those blessings it takes a spiritual man to assess those blessings. The word of God says, it's given us all things that pertain to life and godliness. All things. Through the knowledge. So those things are channeled through the knowledge of him who has called us unto glory and virtue. Through the knowledge of him who has called us to glory and virtue. Through the knowledge. So those blessings are transmitted through the spiritual channel of revelation. That's how they come in. So your restoration will only become a reality through access to his revelation. As far as your eyes can see, unto you will I give it. Until you can see it, you are not entitled to get it. But hear what the Bible says. Unto us is given to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God. But to them that are without all these things are in parables. Mark chapter 4 verse 11. Now, we really don't no mysteries. We see mysteries. Paul said his mission was to make all men see what is the mystery of the fellowship. Ephesians chapter 3 verse 8. So we see it's a revelation. He shows it. But the Bible says 
Unto us only is given to know the mystery of the kingdom of God, but to them that are without all these things are parables. Now hear this. This book is made up of both stories and mysteries. Every Jack and Harry has access to the stories. There are many professors of New Testament who are not born again. They have access to the letters, but they don't have access to the spirit. But the letter killeth. It is the spirit that giveth life. The word I've spoken to you, they are spirit and they are life. So this Bible is made up of spirit and letters. The spirit gives life. The letter increases the burdens. You can see the promises, but you cannot assess them. This is so important. Who are these ones without? Two groups of people. Everyone that is not born again is without. Two, everyone that is born again and returning back to his vomit is also without. Revelation 22 verse 15. For without are dogs. Dogs are without. And who are dogs? Them that return back to their vomit. Without are the dogs. The dogs are outside. The dogs are the one that returns back to their vomit. Now hear me now, God's people. It's important to know it's one thing to be saved. It's another thing to have access to the mysteries of the kingdom of God. That is a price to pay. There is a price to pay. There is a price to pay. Paul was saying to the Corinthian church, I cannot speak to you as to spiritual, but as to carnal. He said, are you not carnal and do you not work as men? So when you are living with carnality, you disqualify yourself access to the mysteries. You only carry the stories about without any effect. Only spiritual men can assess their spiritual inheritance. I believe there's a clarion call today to get back to the basics. Man is a victim of spiritual death. So he can only be restored as he comes back spiritually alive. Your inheritance demands sanctification. That means your restoration demands sanctification. Acts chapter 20 and verse 32. I commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and give you your own inheritance among them which are sanctified. So the inheritance of the Father is limited to the sanctified.
A dead man cannot see. So when you are spiritually dead, you cannot assess revelation. A dead man cannot prosper. So when you are spiritually dead, you cannot be empowered for wealth. Wherever you are tonight, I'd like you to understand only men of the spirit can assess the mysteries of the kingdom. John said, I was in the spirit on the Lord's day and I heard a voice. If you are not a man of the spirit, you can't hear from heaven. And until you hear from heaven, the world will not hear you. I strongly believe tonight somebody is coming out. If that looks like you, let me hear your loudest. Amen. The Bible said, a natural man or a carnal man does not receive the things of the spirit, neither can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. 1 Corinthians 2.14 Neither can he know them. So only spiritual men can assess spiritual truth. Only spiritual men can assess spiritual truth. That's why the Bible says to be spiritually minded is life and peace. And to be carnally minded is death. Every kingdom blessing is first received spiritually. Before it is delivered practically. Every spiritual blessing is first received spiritually before it is delivered practically. Think of it. Mark eleven twenty four. Whatever you desire, when you pray, believe that ye receive them, and then ye shall have them. Believe that ye receive them, and ye shall have them. So you receive them spiritually and then you now have them practically. And a carnal man cannot receive the things of the spirit. Neither can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. As we are seated here tonight, I'd like you to put yourself together. Your spiritual repositioning is a fundamental requirement for your desired restoration. You need to be spiritually well positioned. One of my daughters here gave a testimony last year of the blessing of the set of twins. She came into Shiloh and said, no, not this time. No anger, no strife, no animosity, no malice, no matter what anybody does. No way. I'm going to stay focused on Jesus. Jesus met her and she experienced true transformation. Christianity is not a religion. No. It is a manifestation of the kingdom life. And she repositioned herself to enjoy her restoration. And God answered after 17 years. 
One time, Hannah went to Shiloh and repositioned herself. She had been crying and weeping in all the past Shilohs. But this time, she went and hung herself on God. And God had her. And Samuel came forth. Your own Samuel must come forth this time. 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 It's very important for us to know that every spiritual blessing is first received spiritually before it is delivered practically. Think of First Samuel chapter 1. When Anna was praying and Eli thought she was drunk, Hannah said, look, I wasn't drunk. I was pouring my heart to God. And the Bible said after she heard the word of the prophet, she went and took bread and her continent was no more sad. She received it spiritually. Then it was delivered practically. First Samuel chapter 1 and verse 15 to 20. It was delivered practically having received it spiritually. Friends, that's why carnality is a cause. Don't go for it. You have come all the way to be at Shiloh Keep your focus. Your long-awaited hour of restoration has finally come. Keep your focus. Keep your focus. Because your hour of restoration has finally come. Now you see, many are givers, yet they don't prosper. Why? Giving does not guarantee prosperity on its own. Until your offerings are given in righteousness, they are not acceptable. And if the ground does not receive your seed, then your harvest is not in view. That means spirituality remains the foundation of your destiny in the kingdom. He said, I will send forth the messenger of the covenant. He will purify the sons of Levi as silver. Then shall the offerings of Jerusalem be pleasant in the sight of God as a full time. Malachi chapter 3 verse 1 to 5. So it's not the givings that prospers you. The charismatics are bastardizing. No. Why are not all the givers prospering? Now, if you steal money in town or from your working place and you give, would that be equal to a blessing? Or you are pushing cocaine and you give offering, would that be equal to a blessing? God is not a banker. Go somewhere else. Go somewhere else. That means there is no step in your life that holds any value without spirituality. What I'm saying here tonight is this. It's time to reposition spiritually. Can I hear your loudest amen? amen? Until you return back to God in truth, you are not a candidate for restoration. Until you return, it is not your turn to be restored. Luke chapter 15, the story of the prodigal son. He said, I will arise and go to my father. He arose and went and was restored. Luke 15, 11 to 19. 
until you arise and return. You cannot be restored. In Malachi chapter 3 verse 7, he said, return unto me and I will return unto you. Until you return unto me, you are not a candidate to be restored. It's time to return. In Job 22 verse 23, he said, if you return to the Almighty, then you shall be built up. I shall put iniquity away from your tabernacle. He said, then shall thou lay up gold as dust and the gold of offer as the stones of the brook. Until then, that means prosperity and iniquity won't work together. Prosperity and iniquity won't work together just like light and darkness can't stay together. Until you give up on iniquity, you are not a candidate for his prosperity. Hear me today. Something is happening to someone. Until the branch of a tree is regrafted, his glory cannot be restored. His glory cannot be restored. Romans chapter 11 and verse 17. He said, if, verse 16, he said, if the fruits, the tree be holy, then the fruit will be holy. If the root is holy, then the fruit will be holy. Until you are grafted in, you cannot be restored. My prayer today is this. Enough of playing games with God. That man came to himself. Is this where I belong? If it is so, what does he take to remain there? Then give it. It's impossible to experience true restoration without a genuine spiritual repositioning. I believe it's your turn. Can I hear your loudest amen? I believe it's your turn. I believe it's your turn. I believe it's your turn. You are blessed with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. So it takes spirituality to assess them. The Bible said, exercise thyself rather unto godliness. For bodily exercise profits little. But godliness is profitable unto all things. Having the promise of the life which now is and one which is to come. Godliness is profitable all around. In the present and in eternity. Profitable unto all things. Having the promise of the life which now is and one which is to come. I'll show you something here and then we close tonight. Destinies in the kingdom are in categories. Come and say, destinies are in categories. Destinies in the kingdom are in categories. Destinies in the kingdom are in categories. And I want to understand this message tonight because it will help you reposition yourself effectively destinies in the kingdom are in categories this is not designed by God 
it is the choice that each man makes. Remember, the Bible talks about our God that is no respecter of persons. Say with me, God is no respecter of persons. Destiny in the kingdom is in categories. God is no respecter of persons. To have respect of persons is sin. Ask chapter 10, verse 34, Romans 2, verse 11. God is no respecter of persons. That means the category to which you belong is the choice you make. Let's go quickly. 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 9. The verse 19. The foundation of God standeth sure. Having this seal, the Lord knoweth them that are his, and let every man that named the name of Christ depart from iniquity. But, verse 20, in a great house, there are not only vessels of gold and silver, but also of wood and of earth, some to honor and some to dishonor. Verse 21, if any man or if a man therefore purge himself of from these, it shall be a vessel unto honor, sanctified and made for the master's use and prepared unto every good work. If a man chooses to purge himself of all these defilements, then he will become a vessel unto honor. So we have gold, silver, wood, and earth, or call it clay. Silver, I mean gold, silver, wood, and clay. And it says sanctification is what defines each one's placement. Hear me today. So the purer you live, the greater your destiny becomes. In Proverbs chapter 17, verse 3, it said, just like silver, Proverbs 17, 3, is for the fine pot, and gold is for the furnace. So the Lord tried the hearts. So God tries our hearts to determine which placement we have chosen for ourselves. The furnace is not the same temperature as the final pot. But for furnace, so is a to his praise, a man to his praise. So where you choose to be will determine how high you eventually rise. God does not choose that. I lay before you life and death. Choose life. I'm waiting for your choice. Somebody's making a choice here tonight. In 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 10, Paul was speaking. He said, As a wise master builder, I have laid the foundation and others are building on it. And he went on and said, Each one should be careful how he builds on it. He said, If any man builds on this gold, he said it here, If any man build, 1 Corinthians chapter 3, and verse 10, according to the grace of God which is given unto me, as a wise master builder, I have laid the foundation, and others builded thereon. 
but let every man take it how he built it thereof. For other foundation can no man lay than that which is laid. And you know, we just read about the foundation earlier on. Now, if a man built upon this foundation gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, stubble, every man's work shall be made manifest, for the day shall declare it, because it shall be revealed by fire, and the fire shall try every man's work of what sort it is. Look at it. We have gold, we have silver, we have precious stone, we have wood, we have hay, we have stubble. And that is according to each man's choice. If any man build on it, gold. If any man build on it, gold. So destiny in the kingdom is in categories. And the quality of your spiritual life is what defines your own placement. The qual That's why the Bible says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And the knowledge of the holy is understanding. I'm aware that in this, on this ground, throughout this week, unusual things will be happening. Right there where you are, it doesn't take time to say, Jesus, I'm sorry. You saw in the little piece that that joy represented, just in a moment, Jesus, I'm sorry, Jesus, I'm sorry, Jesus, cleanse me, Jesus, make me whole, Jesus, forgive me. Immediately, he responded. The father of the prodigal son had been waiting for him for long. As soon as he appeared, he didn't hear anything the boy was saying. He was too eager to receive him back. I'm glad to let you know God is too eager to receive you back. But be careful what is in your cup. Be careful what is in that cup. Be careful what is in that cup right there where you are sitting. Be careful. That will either allow the blessing to flow or stop the blessing from flowing. But I see the blessing flowing in your life this time. Can I hear your loudest amen? Can I hear your loudest amen? Can I hear your loudest amen? So from those two scriptures, it is clear that destiny in the kingdom is in categories. Many people perhaps have been around the clear realm. It's time to move. Don't stop at the wood, move to the silver. Don't stop at the silver, move to the gold. Because you have the capacity for it. Somebody already died to give you the capacity of choice. So you have the capacity to make a choice. A choice to live for God. A choice to stand for God. A choice to enforce a change in your environment. If every believer today chooses to say no to bribery and corruption, we will choke it out of life. If we choose to say no to it like Daniel would do, like Shedda, Meshach, and Abednego would do, if we choose to say no to bribery and corruption, Africa will be delivered. If we choose to say no, destiny in the kingdom is in categories. Each one makes his choice as to where he finds himself. My prayer is that from this mountain, men and women will go forth 
as vessels of honor. Sanctified. Made for the master's use. And prepared unto every good work. If that looks like you, let me hear your loudest amen. Let me hear your loudest amen. Let me hear your loudest amen. Remember, man lost his destiny to carnality and he can only recover it by spirituality. Man lost it to carnality and he can only recover it by spirituality. Man lost his destiny to carnality and he can only recover it by spirituality. No two way about it. My prayer tonight is everyone will come awake in a spirit to know it is time for change. Can I hear you say it is time for change? It is time for change. It is time for change. He said, all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. So to recover that glory, sin must give way. Sin made us lose the glory. Only righteousness can help us recover it. I believe it is time for each one to wake up and make up his mind. As we close tonight, I end up with this. God does not bless groups. He blesses individuals. There has never been no Shiloh where somebody is not strangely blessed. May you be the person for this year. God does not heal groups. He heals individuals. God does not empower groups. He empowers individuals. When the Holy Ghost came in the upper room, he descended upon every one of them. Every one of them. Cloven tongues as of fire. When the Holy Ghost came down in the house of Cornelius, he fell upon everyone that had, not everyone that was present, everyone that had the word, everyone that had. It came upon everyone that had. God does not bless groups, he blesses individuals. God does not empower groups, he empowers individuals. God does not heal groups, he heals individuals. God does not prosper groups, he prospers individuals. God does not transform groups, he transforms individuals. We came to the world one by one, and one by one we shall appear before the judgment throne. God does not deal with groups, he deals with individuals. He said, look to Abraham, your father, and to Sarah, that be at the I called him alone, and I blessed him. And Jacob was left alone. And they arrested with him a man. Until the breaking of the day. I said, let me go. He said, I won't let you go until you bless me. God does not bless groups. He blesses individuals. I'd like you to celebrate your individuality and take full responsibility at Shiloh 2009. Celebrate your individuality and take full responsibility. There is economic chaos in the nations, but there are people that will never feel it. There are many of them in this place. No matter the heat of the economy on the earth, 
we have taken position as a ministry. We can never feel it. We have taken a spiritual position. Friends, no devil has ever had a dime from this ministry as bribe. Whether military or civilian, who, who born, which matter are you going to you to save? No devil. No devil. It's a covenant with God. We will never join them. It's a covenant with God. Who is in power, who is out of power, notwithstanding. We'll never join them. There are fellows in this service tonight who are one leg in and one leg out. They are in the court and they are still in the church. How will you get blessed? You just get knocked out. Just get knocked out. Friends, when you stand out for God, it will stand out for you. And when God stands out for you, the world will know it. Friends, it's important. There are individuals here today that God has so blessed them and blessing them year in, year out, year in, year out. And there are others. They wonder what kind is that? Are we not in the same church? No, you are not standing in the same place. You are not standing in the same place. God does not bless groups. He blesses individuals. God does not visit groups. He visits individuals. And the Lord visited Sarah as he has said. And the Lord did understand Sarah as he has spoken. For Sarah conceived and bear Abraham a son in her old age. What nobody could imagine, God did it with one person. You are that one person here. She know 2009 will mark you out for a new beginning. It must mark you out for a new beginning. It must mark you out for a new beginning. It must mark you out for a new beginning. Somebody believes that. Let me hear your loudest amen. Let me hear your loudest amen. Let me hear your loudest amen. He said, you seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Don't forget that. And all these things shall be added unto you. At salvation, you gave in to his kingdom. And your consecration is what proves you're seeking his righteousness. Amen. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. Be saved. And his righteousness. Mind righteousness as a lifestyle. And all these things shall be added unto you. You have suffered enough affliction. It's your turn to experience restoration. Somebody believes that. Let me hear your loudest. Amen. 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 righteousness the same way we seek our material needs it will be heaven or not today that's why at Shiloh 2009 
I want you to be determined to practically reposition spiritually and watch how things will be turning out for you in dramatic form. It is your turn for a change of story. Somebody believes that. Let me hear your loudest. Amen. I said, it is your turn for a change of story. This Shiloh shall not be like the past Shiloh in your life. You have had encounters before, but the mother of all encounters is coming to you this time. You are all sitting together. There are a gold category of destinies. There are a silver category of destinies. We have wood and then we have clay. We have gold out there. We have silver out there. We have precious stones out there. We have wood. We have hay. And we have stubble. If any man purges himself of all these, I'm committed to change his level. I believe God is committed to changing your level. Hear me tonight. You have come to Shiloh 2009. We are God has vowed to release the reign of supernatural restoration. God has vowed to send us the reign of supernatural restoration. He said, I have given you the former reign moderately, but I will cause to come down for you the former reign and the later reign in the first month. And the floor shall be full of wheat and the vase overflow with new wine and oil. And I will restore to you the years that the locust has eaten. The caterpillar and the palm of my grain, which I send among you, and my people shall eat in plenty and be satisfied and praise the name of the Lord. And my people shall never be ashamed. Friends, this Shiloh marks the end of every trace of shame in your life. Spiritually, every shame is given up on you. Mentally, every shame is given up on your life. Physically, every shame is given up on your body. That is what God has vowed. This rain will wash away every shame. It will wash away every reproach. On your life, on your family, on your children, on your career, on your business, on your health, on your intellect, in your spiritual life, the rain falling will wash away every shame in your life. You believe that? Shout the loudest amen, everybody. Shout the loudest amen, everybody. Shout the loudest amen, everybody. We started this way tonight. Are there spiritual issues in your life? Spiritual bugging issues in your life? You know it's blocking your free access to God and free flow of his blessings in your life. Whatever they are, whatever you drop on this ground today drops from your life forever. 
Your spiritual needs are your greatest needs. <laughs> when your spiritual problems are solved, all other problems become a walkover. Jesus had no spiritual problem, so he had a walkover. Your spiritual problems are your real problems. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. You won't need to look for them, they will be added to you. If we will do what is asked us to do, other things will flow. Church is not a clubhouse. No. Church is the house of the living God. Church is not a clubhouse. Church is the house of the living God. Your spiritual problems are your real problems. All other problems are secondary. If your spiritual problems are solved, then all your problems are solved. People are here tonight who are not born again. The Bible says whatever is born of God is born to overcome the world by faith. So if you want to become an overcomer, what do you do? Get born again. And if you want your faith to blossom, then follow after righteousness. Can I hear your loudest amen? amen? Then follow after righteousness. Then follow after righteousness. If you want your faith to blossom, the Bible says, Holding faith and a good conscience, which some have put away concerning faith and have made a shipwreck. So faith does not work alone. Faith works with integrity, spiritual integrity, spiritual integrity. First Timothy chapter one verse nineteen. Spiritual integrity. Spiritual integrity. Holding faith and a good conscience, which some have put away concerning faith and have made a shipwreck. Have made a shipwreck. God was talking to us about Abraham. He said, Hearken unto me, all ye that follow after righteousness. Look to Abraham, your father, and to Sarah, the beard. So it is a particular people that can walk in the fullness of Abrahamic blessings. Those who follow after righteousness. Isaiah 51, verse 1 to 3. Following after righteousness. Following after righteousness. Thank you, Jesus. He said, I will not rest until the righteousness of Jerusalem comes alive then all the Gentiles will see their righteousness and all the kings of the earth thy glory and you shall be called by a new name so until your righteousness flourishes you cannot bear a new name Isaiah 62 verse 1 to 3 my prayer tonight is that everyone here is taking some definite steps towards a change of level in their spiritual life how many will say amen to that you have gone around that mountain long enough. It's time for a change of level. Say with me, it's time for a change of level. It's time for a change of level. Your spiritual problems are your real problems. And when they are solved, all other problems are solved along with it. This is that hour you have long waited for. Let me say this as we close. Africa is largely a victim of generational causes which came in subtly through idolatry. 
it you shall now have no other God beside me because I will visit your iniquity if you do and I will visit to the fourth generation Jesus is the only escape from that generational cause who is the escape? Christ has redeemed us from the cause that is one of the principal causes of the law Exodus chapter 20 verse 1 to 7 That's one of the principal causes of the law. In fact, it's the number one listed. You shall have no other God beside me. I'm a jealous God. I will visit that iniquity to the third and the fourth generation. That means minimum 300 years people will be suffering under it. Somebody's here tonight is not saved. Until you are saved, you cannot be free from the cause of the law. Galatians 3, 13 and 14. Christ has redeemed us from the cause of the law by being made a cause for us, for it is written, cause is every man that hangeth upon the tree, that the blessings of Abraham may come unto us who are Gentiles. If you want to be free from the causes that is robbing your destiny of color and beauty, you need Jesus. I pray for this group of people first tonight. As we go on, I know right here, right now, as I'm speaking, God is touching lives. People are getting healed. People are getting delivered. People are taking their miracles. If you are one of them, let me hear your loudest amen. Wherever you are in this great service tonight, outside and inside, Jesus said, except a man is born again, he cannot partake of the blessings of the kingdom. And how shall we escape if you neglect so great a salvation? Wherever you are tonight, you want to be born again. And become a victorious citizen of the earth. And spend eternity with Jesus in heaven. Live a meaningful and fruitful life on earth. Wherever you are tonight, I'd like to invite you. That is the beginning, the foundation of your restoration. Until a man is born again, he cannot depart from iniquity. Until he departs from iniquity, he's not a candidate for restoration. So wherever you are tonight, you want to be born again. You want to give your life to Jesus. Please stand to your feet and I'll pray with you. Wherever you are tonight, God bless you as you stand. Everyone that wants to give his or life to Jesus, just stand to your feet. Outside and inside everywhere. This is one night of change that you have long been waiting for. Stand to your feet. It is one thing to be in church. It's another thing to be in Christ. If any man be in Christ, a new creature, all things are passed away. If nothing has passed away, you are not in Christ yet. All things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Going to church is not equal to salvation. Coming to Christ is what saves a man. Wherever you are, stand to your feet. Somebody else is standing right now. Stand to your feet. You need to be saved. Jesus said, you have no other way of escape except you are saved. Stand to your feet tonight. I'd like to pray with you. Everyone that wants to give his life to Jesus, please stand to your feet. And wherever you are, take your Bibles and your bars with you. Walk down through the eyes and come towards the front area here. Come towards the altar area. Keep coming. Everybody, outside, inside. You are giving your life to Jesus Christ today. Keep coming. Keep coming, keep coming, keep coming. Keep coming, keep coming, keep coming, keep coming, keep coming, keep coming.
Shall we give the Lord a big hand for this great harvest tonight? Shiloh has started. What is unique about Shiloh 2008? For the honest expectation of creature waited for the manifestation of the sons of God, for the creature was made subject to vanity, not willingly, but by reason of him that has subjected the same in hope. Because the creature itself shall be delivered from the bandage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of God. The whole creature is under pressure. There is threat to global peace today than ever before in the history of mankind. There is economic di disaster today, globally. Satan is having a feed day across the nations of the earth. The whole creature is groaning, waiting for solution bearers. And that's why you are here. As Shiloh 2008, the sons of God will be released to go and release men and women in bondage in their generation. The sons of God are going to be released and they will go to set free the world that is in bondage. He said for this purpose for the Son of God manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. So by you and me, the works of the devil will be destroyed on this earth. Expect therefore your sonship to be declared. Expect to be empowered. And expect to be manifested to your world. I'd like you to get that to be established in your heart. Expect your sonship to be declared. Expect to be empowered. And expect to be manifested to your world. And at the end of the day, you have a story to tell. At the end of the day, you have a story to tell. At the end of the day, you have a story to tell. At the end of the day, you have a story to tell. Therefore, on this mountain, expect very strange encounters with God that we enlist you as a strange instrument in his hand. Strange encounters with God at Shiloh that we enlist you as a strange instrument in his hand. In the name of Jesus Christ. Shiloh communicates our blessings through the world. The Lord appeared again unto Samuel at Shiloh. 
the Lord revealed himself to Samuel by the word of the Lord. So Shiloh is a mountain of revelations. And this revelation is what God uses to bring about the revolution that he wants to set up on the earth. And you are his agents for that revolution. Can I hear your loudest amen? You are his agent for that revelation. In the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus Christ. Please know, Shiloh is a mountain of voices. God speaking life to his people. God speaking life to his people. God speaking life to his people. At Shiloh this year, you will hear God as a man hears his own friend. You will hear God as God hears his own friend. Shiloh is an end time prophetic Zion where there shall be deliverance and holiness and God's people shall possess their possessions. The Bible says upon Zion there shall be what? Deliverance. There shall be what? Deliverance. Whatever is holding down any man's life, whatever is holding down any man's destiny shall be broken on this mountain tonight. There shall be deliverance. And then holiness and God's people shall possess their possessions. There shall be deliverance and holiness and God's people shall possess their possessions. Now listen to me. Every child of God is destined to manifest his glory. Every child of God, the Bible said, he has called us unto glory and virtue. Second Peter chapter 1 and verse 3. He has called us unto glory and virtue. He has raised many sons unto glory. Why is this glory not being made manifest in the lives of many? Because the enemy is resisting your release. But tonight, as the Lord liveth, every child of God, everyone born of the Spirit, you are breaking forth into your realms of glory. In over 300 locations across this nation, there are satellite viewing centers where this service is going on right now. And across the nations of Africa, Europe, and other nations. So we have hundreds of thousands of people in this service tonight. And I bring you this prophetic word from God in starting you off in this great week. The God of vengeance we wrought vengeance in your behalf tonight. 
Now, listen to this. In Isaiah 61 and verse 1, the Spirit of the Lord God is upon me, for he has anointed me to preach the good tidings. Isaiah 61 and verse 1. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings unto the me. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and the opening of the prison to them that are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord, and then the B part, and the day of vengeance of our God, so as to comfort all that mourn, and to appoint to them that morning Zion to give unto them beautiful ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, and the garment of prayer for the spirit of heaviness, that they might be called trees of righteousness, the plantings of the Lord, that he might be glorified. And they shall build the old ways, and they shall raise up the former desolations. This is talking about supernatural manifestations of the sons of God. Now, listen to this. They shall build the old ways, they shall raise up the former desolations, they shall repair the waste cities, the desolations of many generations, and strangers shall stand and feed your flocks, and the sons of aliens shall be your plowmen and your vine dressers. But ye shall be named the priests of the Lord. Men shall call you the ministers of our God. Ye shall eat the riches of the Gentiles. And in their glory shall ye boast yourself. For your shame ye shall have double. And for confusion they shall rejoice in their portion. Therefore in their land they shall possess the double. Everlasting joy shall be unto them. They shall possess the double. Now listen. When Jesus took the book in Luke chapter 4, verse 18, he quoted from here and he stopped at preaching the acceptable year of the Lord. Then he closed the book. He closed the book. That means that is the close of the first chapter. Then he went and said, The works that I do shall they do, and greater works than these shall they do, because I go to my Father. The greater work is the second chapter. And the greater work is impossible without vengeance. Because of the wrath of the enemy. He knows he has but a short time, so he wants to resist the plan of God from coming through, and so God has to meet him with vengeance to release his people. Whatever plan God has drawn for you that the enemy is holding back, <laughs> you are breaking forth today.
Jesus never built any school. We are to build and they shall build. He never opened any businesses. We are to open it. And strangers shall be their vine dressers. Now, now, the first chapter closed with God's spirit, with pure spiritual mission. The second chapter opens with impacting the world, yes. the sons of God becoming solution bearers yes. and solving problems on all fronts on the earth. So this end time church is not just a religious body, it's not just a spiritual body, it's a reigning body, it's a ruling body, it's a body in power, it's a body that is influencing and impacting the world. That's about it. Now remember they call the devil the god of this world. So he's resisting our authority. And God said, I am going to declare your day as a day of vengeance. I will stop him. Because when I am out to walk, who shall let it? When I set forth my hand, who shall turn it back? So whatever is resisting God's glorious plan for your life, it shall be stopped here on this mountain. Jesus never occupied a literal throne. No. When they wanted to make him king, Iran, that was not his mission. That is our mission. That is our mission. So he stood and positioned Barack Obama. Did he? That's what he did. What was working in Obama was not intellectualism. No. It's the wisdom of God by excellence. The professors who taught him can't operate on that frequency. No. He positioned him. Jesus never built a school. You know how many schools are all over the world today built by Jesus' people. And you know how many schools are inside the heart of people that God has ordained that may never be built? Because of the resistance of the wicked. But tonight, I declare this night as a night of vengeance. This night is declared as a night of vengeance. This night is declared as a night of vengeance. So we are here confronted with a conflict of powers. Conflict of powers. We are in a conflict of powers with the devil. Conflict of powers. He calls him the God of this world. Amen. He calls him the God of this world. And he also said, heaven is the throne of God and the earth he has given to the children of men. 
So that's a contention. He's given us and he cast him also down to the earth. That's why the kingdom of God suffers violence. Only the violent can take it by force. Only the violence can take it by force. Let me show you these few pictures. We have a man in scriptures by name Herod. And then we had Moses. Moses saw the affliction of Israel and began to seek means to rescue them. But he failed. So he fled. And God knew he must bring them out. So he had to kill Herod. He said it came to pass in the process of time that Herod died. It, it came to pass in the process of time that Herod died. It came to pass in the process of time that Herod died. Chapter 2 of Exodus, verse 19. It came to pass in the that Herod died. And God now positioned Moses to carry out his purpose. Whatever won't let God's plan come to pass in your life must die tonight. It came to pass in the process of time that Herod died. He won't let them go. God has to clear him. Because he won't let them go. God has to clear him. Exodus 2, 23. It came to pass in the process of time that Herod died. Now, if you look at Matthew chapter 2, Matthew chapter 2 and verse 19, talking about Jesus. We start from verse 13, please. Let's read verse 13. The angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph and when they were departed behold the angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream saying arise and take the young child and his mother and flee into Egypt and be there until I bring the word for Herod will seek the young child to destroy him now that is Jesus Jesus was going to be resisted and possibly destroyed by Herod. And then verse 19 came with a verdict and said, But when Herod was dead, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared in a dream to Joseph in Egypt, saying, Arise and take the young child and his mother and go into the land of Israel for they are dead that sought the young child's life. They, not he, they are dead. No matter how many they are, they are dead that seek the young child's life. So for the Son of God himself to be manifested, 
Vengeance has to prepare the way. Please listen to this. Because the church has not spoken on vengeance, we have remained victims. It is impossible to fulfill destiny in the kingdom without vengeance clearing the way. It's impossible. Here is what God said. Go and tell Pharaoh, Israel is my son, even my firstborn. And let my son go that he may serve me. But if you won't let my son go, I will kill your son. I will what? Kill your If you won't let my son go, I will kill your son. Because my son must go. It is impossible to fulfill destiny without vengeance setting the pace. Without vengeance setting the pace. So the day of vengeance is here. I said the day of vengeance is here. 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 